0: Thank <laughs> you. welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I'm your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season three, episode 17, titled Don't Dream, It's Over. But before we dive into the episode, we want to take a moment to include a trigger warning regarding today's episode as it covers sensitive topics
1: yes so this episode covers partner abuse between the characters rick and terry spoiler alert um the abuse that takes place in this episode does result in serious harm for the recipient so this is probably a great episode to skip if hearing about partner abuse serves as a trigger for you go ahead and tune out after the trivia and tune back in next week for what i like to think is a really fun episode without a trigger warning i think
0: Right. It's a really good episode to come back to actually. And I'll correct you there because I'll do it at the end too. We're actually taking a brief hiatus next week. So you will not hear a new episode from us, but you have plenty of time to go back over 45 episodes that we recorded this past year. Um, But I know, Um, but yeah, we'll have a really fun episode to come back to um, and include some actual new or like special segments for you guys. So stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, I think we're. You are we taking off both weeks or just one week?
0: Is it just one? I think it's just one. How long are you home for? I'm home for seven days tomorrow too. Okay, the following so you'll be so yes.
1: But then I think you. I thought you said you got back like late on Wednesday or something, and you got to work
0: the next day. I do, so I'll be good. Like we won't record that week, but then the following week I'll be good,
1: right? Oh, okay, so not next week, but the week after that. Yes, uh, I think it's. I don't know calendars.
0: <laughs> like I think that'll be the. Third of January that we'll record, and the episode will come out on the fifth of January.
1: Yes. Okay. Good. Very good to know. Um. Yeah. I guess we should start off with the trivia. First of all, I do want to start by saying that um, it's Tuesday. I have a toddler, and I work in a school. So yes, even though I do wear a mask every day to work, I do still have a cold. (laughs) Another one, and another one. I don't understand what I am doing wrong um if my mother were listening to this she would probably say don't touch your face and wash your hands all things that i do but guess what you cannot avoid a toddler sneezing in your face so So true there's nothing i can and she (laughs) is a toddler so she does not wash her hands effectively or um avoid (laughs) touching her face so
0: like what are you gonna do about that or warning anyway, when she's about to sneeze, so. No nothing.
1: Nothing. She follows me around, she clings to my body and she sneezes in my face. Like there there was nothing I could do to avoid that, but I guess wear like an N95 mask and goggles at home. And I'm not doing right. that. Like I'm am sorry. No. And I am paying the consequences. So I just have two trivia questions this week. Um I have, I will be very interested if you get both of them, but let's go. What movies are Ellie and Marco planning to go see?
0: Oh, man. I have no clue. I don't even remember the one that they end up seeing because it had a long name.
1: Okay. So I'm probably going to screw up the pronunciation. But (laughs) if you guys remember, I can't read in English either. So it's not about (laughs) language issue. Um, Pathar Panchali and Parash Pathar. I had to Google it so I could get the spelling appropriate, but I don't know. Like, I probably wouldn't have spelled it right if
0: I just heard it on the show. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have said I wouldn't have been able. I can't speak. I wouldn't have been able to speak, pretty much. I wouldn't have been able to say it if I heard it.
1: You're going to hate me for this next question because you're not going to get it either. What <sighs> movie does Sean take Ellie to see? <laughs>
0: oh my god it has like a long name it's some action movie I'm gonna say the slash thing and slasher but that's spongebob so I have no clue um
1: elimination round three
0: that is so extra I know wow yeah this sounds about right for me (laughs) zero to two today
1: you know you be watching I just be I'm an asshole (laughs) Get really tricky questions
0: yeah no you're great at this this is amazing I literally will watch the episode and like look for small details but then I'm also low key always almost always just like cussing out what's going on in the episode not paying attention to the other details
1: as you were because I saw you texting me today <laughs> I feel like you I have five questions for next week so you better not go cheat and okay, um, I think you might get like three of them next week you should definitely study. one one out of five, you will absolutely get. It. And if you don't get it, you have not been paying attention. <laughs> like, okay. In okay. all season, you have not been paying it all all series, you have just so I know that you will get it. Okay. I have faith then. But we'll have to wait two
0: weeks to find out.
1: Do you have any tidbits <laughs> this, this week?
0: I do. I don't have anything specific to the episode because there weren't that many. Um, but I did want to take a moment to discuss our podcast like a little year in review like the girls have been doing on all my other favorite podcasts. So I let one slip earlier so you would know the answer. But today would be our 45th episode. Um, wow. I wouldn't have. So you did right. let it slip. Um. But yes, yeah, so our 45th episode. And I think that's amazing for a set of friends just wanting to do a degrassi podcast i think we've done it consistently um i think we've only taken a few weeks off so this has been fun so i just wanted to take a moment to appreciate that and like pat us on the back because you know podcasters in the making and someone is going to pay us for this very soon <laughs> yes
1: i know you guys are listening someone linda schuyler are you are you out there
0: are you right. looking for
1: some podcasters for your next degrassi series we're right here
0: we're here we're here for the after show after shows are such a thing now with um like new shows so i'm going to speak it into existence i will be doing a degrassi after show one day
1: i would love um, to see it so i be can so stop great. catching colds in the public education system.
0: <laughs> permanently working from home thank you so much um <laughs> And I sent you these questions earlier so you could have a moment to think about it. And I can go first if you want me to. But another reflection question I had was what was your favorite social post from the past year on any of our platforms that we have?
1: So my favorite, like, series of posts is your um, Get the Looks i love those thank you those are always like that's like my favorite consistent post it just keeps coming back and like pulling out outfits from episodes especially just because it highlights how different our fashion but different same really our fashion is today as it was 20 years ago um and i think it's funny that you're still able to find a lot of the things online so that's definitely a favorite of mine um I was kind of stuck on season three because I really appreciated like my trivia post from the, just the past episode, tying it into the breakfast club by using my right. song from the episode. I was like, look at me, look at this content connectivity. Um, it's there. So from just more recently, that's what I was thinking of, but absolutely your get the look series.
0: I love it. Thank you. It is so funny to find like verbatim outfit piece for piece. Um and I think it's always fun when like a random account will post it. Like not even Degrassi related accounts will find it like from the hashtags and post it, which I uh-huh. appreciate. Um so that's been really fun to do. Um so that's funny because that was one of my favorite social posts too. But I also have to just shout out our TikTok in general, which you have been like running successfully <laughs> since we decided to be serious about it. Um great content pieces there. I think my favorite one as of late was the locker with Jimmy where Ashley is like reading that (laughs) pressing note that was probably one of the best and one of the latest ones that you did so I think you can just show like the growth of the content on our TikTok um so those are always a lot of fun and let's see what else I think that's really it I mean I do love working on the cover art every um
1: Yes. Please. Terry does
0: all of our cover art and she is the artist behind
1: it. And she, I feel like she just does a good job. And I think the back to back episode that you did <gasps> where you tied it into the Drake song, that was a really good cool one. I think that there are like a couple other ones. And I'm like, that was artwork. But like, that's the one that just <laughs> like strikes me was, like the first one I can think of.
0: Thanks. That was a fun one too. I love being able to connect things to music because music is my favorite. So I do look forward to us like discussing music in the next episode we cover and probably doing like a special segment in the future because, you know, Degrassi music be hitting. Yes, you do be (laughs) loving music.
1: I saw so many posts that last exit, which I know you don't remember because it's from Next Class, was like just the best song that slaps throughout the series. And it was. Now I have to look it up. It was, it was a very good song. And I want to say the song that they use in the background of Time Stand Still that I send to you when I want you to be depressed. That was yes. a, that was magical.
0: That's the song. That is the song. Went, My friend and I will send it to each other all the time randomly.
1: It went so well with the episode. It was just so good. And it, I feel like it. Just captured a lot of emotion that made you really feel what happened throughout the episode. I don't it was a very good pairing. Whoever did that, right. like A plus for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That it would make sense too for me because Insecure is one of my favorite television shows and they really changed the music and the television so like much. game. You know? That um,
1: soundtrack. Like I listen it to it all the time.
0: All the time. I don't know if I just lost audio. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. It Connected to my phone for a second but yes i love some good music on a television show and degrassi was ahead of its time because they used to love having the characters sing a bunch of songs
1: (laughs) they did the songs were i was just talking did you ever watch instant star
0: no i have to look it up one of my friends who
1: watched that show with me is listening to this and i was just texting her about that soundtrack for season one and two best tv show soundtrack of the early 2000s of all time and then she was like like who was the producer and i look it up the producer was like some old 60 year old white guy and it was just like i don't know how he was making these bangers but the <laughs> soundtrack slapped because it was about like oh, a girl funny. who competed in a competition and she won and she gets to make um produce her first album with this like boy band star who's like kind of an asshole um just all, all of her songs were so good
0: i love that i'm looking at it right now this is so funny the very cover good art.
1: series very odd but very, like we we'll talk <laughs> about it like okay um i'm gonna give a lot of spoilers in case you haven't seen it um she's like super obsessed with her producer so she like obviously boy band if i met if i produced an album with justin timberlake Yes, that was my childhood crush in sync, obviously. Right. So if I got to do that when I was 16, I'd probably be obsessed with Justin Timberlake as well. And that's where she was. I think his name was like Tommy or something. But then, like, her sister, who was older and like legal. <laughs> ended up dating him oh no but like i want to say he was like maybe in her 20s all i know is that she ended up coming out with a song that was like time to be your 21 because he said that she would have gotten with her if she were just 21 which is like grooming did not age well maybe why we can't find it on tv (sighs) um so definitely a lot of suspect stuff then she had like a best friend who like were they weren't they he obviously liked her was she gonna give him a chance And also there was a kind of a storyline where she found out her dad was being unfaithful to her mom. The song she wrote about that slapped all of it. Just all she all of it. Just great content music.
0: I love that. I'm going to look it up because who didn't want to be like a pop star in the early 2000s, let alone like win a contest from it? Like that was a storyline in shows.
1: I will say that unlike General Middleton from later seasons, Degrassi, Alex Johnson, who was the star of Instant Star, actually can sing. <laughs> so I have to watch. Also, an episode Alex of that. Johnson. Don't know how like familiar you are with Disney content. She was a star of the show So Weird. They had an original star, and then like she went to college or something. I don't know what happened to her. Like, I was her name Blue. I don't know. Anyway, she left and Alex Johnson replaced her for the show. So weird, where they were like investigate supernatural occurrences. That's instance. so
0: funny. It's from nineteen ninety nine. A mystery with three seasons. I've never heard of that before either.
1: <laughs> I was very into Disney Channel and that love era. That. I I watched every single Disney Channel original movie for like twenty years.
0: <laughs> I stand. I have to stand. Um. Yeah, I think my other question, we can go over this one quick. If you don't have one, it's fine. Um, what was your favorite episode to record or just your favorite episode to recap?
1: Oh, y'all know me. Um, I was thinking <laughs> when you said it, I thought like the cranny saga part take two. So like the love triangle. like Oh, yes. Yeah, just that whole thing. The holiday episode where it all came to a head and... Ashley slapped Craig all of that but the build-up was very important for me that is my favorite storyline of possibly the entire series I loved it
0: and I really love the holiday episode so there that's a good answer that's a great episode I'm trying to think of the other ones that I really liked I which one did we? We recapped it with my sister Manny. That was one of my favorite mm. to record because it was our first time adding a third guest, which is so funny. Especially someone that hadn't watched Degrassi at all before and we've watched it a million times over. Yes. Um, let me
1: go look. That was back in like late September.
0: Yes. I know that we it was I know the titles like Dr. Daddy she had um, just
1: visited channeling Doctor Strange no that's later why do we have so many doctors okay Dr. it's Doctor Daddy, Daddy.
0: Manny Santos it was episode it was season 3 premiere so 1 and 2 so that was a lot of fun right um that was a good time and then I think I liked this one the final rose and that was for season 3 episode 10 and I feel like that one was with Terry as well so that actually ties back in too today's episode um I'll that was an interesting to one to discuss yeah because yeah. Terry's that girl and she doesn't get many episodes so she doesn't
1: <laughs> um i did get a lot of support when i mentioned on degrassi reddit that i think terry should have been the one to carry out the racist plot line in season two <laughs> for um the islamophobia I said that that would have been good character development. Well, not like good character development. Right. But I think it would have shown their point a little bit better. And a lot of people agreed. Because I, what I said kind of was that it would show that nice people, because Terry is a nice girl, can mm-hmm. still harbor racist sentiments. And um, it would have, um, I mean, they could have still made Hazel Muslim. And then it could have shown that Hazel mm. hit it because she experienced it in the past. She comes to her new school. She doesn't want to experience that with her friends. Maybe that would help Terry to say, oh, wow, I'm racist. I should probably stop saying these things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Because instead they gave her absolutely nothing but these abusive storylines if we're being honest like even like self-harm honestly with the dieting stuff and (laughs) all the stuff that we're going to cover today so she would have been a good candidate for some more character development because i hate what they do to her in this episode so right but yes that is our little wrap-up of the last year um so this has been a lot of fun again 45 episodes including today so you have some time to catch up if you are not caught up Um, follow us on our socials as we referenced a lot in this first part and that is instagram.com and it's at below period t-h-e-d-o-t it took me entirely too long to remember that Um, and then we're on tiktok as well and all of our stuff is linked on our instagram bio so join us on our other socials as we take a hiatus next week and as you catch up on everything and it's been a great year yes please do
1: are you ready for a recap
0: Let's get into it.
1: All right. So my first thought is that I cannot believe this is a one-part episode. Bullshit. Same. Um. Anyway, so to start things off, Paige is planning a road trip for the Great Ten crew. Guest list currently includes includes Jimmy, Hazel, Paige, and Spinner. Terry's not really interested because she doesn't want to be the fifth wheel. And Paige tells Terry, "So bring someone." Mistakes mm. were made. Right. Right. There. So they're at Miss Kwan's class doing trust exercises and somehow Rick ends up paired up with Terry. That's just bizarre to me because, I mean, I don't know. I always mention my friend who works in a high school. She's doing risk assessments all day long. Mm. Perhaps today's day is a little bit different, but they know so much about these kids. I'm sure they're missing things, but Degrassi is a pretty small school. How did you not know that Rick was beating up Terry? How did how did you allow that to happen?
0: This is a really good point. And we'll get to it when we get to that part. But why do they find out other stuff? You know, like, why is it so public what happens after the fact? Like, and everyone so, knew.
1: Exactly. So many people knew. You recall in the first episode, it's like all her friends were like, if that ever happens again, yes. I'm going to make sure to keep you safe. Like, that's super foul. So let me just look back at how many kids know. They're not very good at keeping secrets like that without kind of hushing or passing notes that get snatched up
0: mm, mm-hmm. or
1: just anything. Um, and again, small schools, small class sizes, nosy ass teachers, not I know they're overworked, but I don't understand how they, they missed that
0: because you yeah. would have seen
1: them together and you would have seen them break, break up. And again, just the small school aspect has me confused.
0: Yeah, and you would have these students in multiple classes because it is such a small school, again. You have to know something, and I really do hate that, and that's a good point because my other issue with Paige just telling her to bring someone is, like, no one was interested enough in her feelings of being, like, I don't want to be this X amount of wheel. You know what I mean? Like, someone could have talked her out of that or inquired more so they would get to the fact that she would probably invite Rick because who else does she have? Who else has she dated? Exactly.
1: Exactly. But then also her friends are fake as fuck because even if the teachers didn't know, you knew.
0: They so they know. ran
1: off with their little boyfriend and you left your girl by herself when she's in the classroom with like I get that they are high schoolers. So take it or leave it. It mm-hmm. is a criticism. I am understanding that they are in high school, but mistakes were made. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. And this but this is precisely why later on page says we thought we had it under control and you didn't you didn't because at the end of the day you are teenagers you are selfish you do want to partner up with your boyfriend for a trust exercise which left your girl hanging
0: yeah and who else is she gonna like again who else does she talk to that's not y'all and this person that she used to date come on
1: other side note terry's eyebrows are really (laughs) tragically skin thin it was just really sad
0: so thin this episode
1: So Terry and Rick are catching up after class. Rick ends the conversation by giving Terry a very convincing apology and states that he missed her. Terry reciprocates mildly. As we know, she has been feeling like a fifth wheel lately, but she remains strong and she walks away before she does something she's going to regret. Meanwhile, at Degrassi, Ellie and Marco have plans to see a double Indian film at the theater that night. Ashley suggests, rightfully so, that Sean won't be interested in this activity. And Ellie's like, so I don't care that he's my boyfriend. Things don't have to change with my friends, which Ellie, I mean, what do you think about that?
0: Girl, because it's just like, yes, but I also understand being in high school and being in that predicament. Like your relationship shouldn't change when you get a boyfriend, but they're going to. Like that's the reality of it. And then especially being in, again, high school and navigating a new relationship and friendships can be hard and it's awkward because you don't have a good sense to be able to separate the two or be able to say no to someone. Um, So you try to please everyone and then you're including your boyfriend in your plans, your friends are sick of them, or you're literally trying to see two people at once. Like I'm also speaking from experience too, because I had this situation with my friends and I wish I could go back and just be like, this day I'm doing this, this day I'm doing that instead of trying to please everyone, because it's impossible. You're never going to do it.
1: Yeah, I I enjoy that she still values her relationship with Marco and her friendship with Marco because on the flip side, we know how many of those girls do we know or just friends that we know who get a partner and they vanish. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just sad because one person can't be everything for you. And that just doesn't just apply to partners. That also mm-hmm. applies to friendships. And just like you want, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So no. when you have that person who finds a partner and they vanish and they don't really value the relationships that they have before they found a partner, it's sad. And it's frustrating because then they always show back up when, the, when they're fighting or when the partner breaks mm-hmm. up with them. And it's like, bitch, like you've missed out. You've been a fake, flaky friend and now I'm kind of salty.
0: Yeah. Right. That's so true. But, so I appreciate her for trying to figure it out early, but there is that sense of... Right. She girl. she was annoying.
1: She was, she yeah. was annoying. But... I like the effort to maintain it. So, I mean, both can be true. Anyway. Right. Where are we? Um, Ellie ends up being... um, (laughs) I'm an asshole. So, Ellie (laughs) ends up being wrong in this situation, but maybe if Paige and Hazel were more worried about maintaining their friendship with Terry than their relationships, we would have had a different end to this episode. But, another side note. Just want to say because I talk a lot of shit about Paige and Hazel <laughs> and how they leave Terry hanging. Rick is the only person who's wrong in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, again, they're all teenagers. They're not. This is why, like, they. it wasn't. It was out of their control for a lot of justifiable reasons. So Rick is the only trifling one. But I am going to talk shit about everybody else. Just because.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, again, them being shitty to Terry is not new. Um... But there's only so much you can do in these situations when you never dealt with them before. Like, think about the fact that they're supposed to be, like, 14 or 15 struggling with, like, partner abuse that they've never seen before. Yeah. Like,
1: that's not your job. And I talk about that kind of in the moral. So I get it. I'm still going to talk shit, though. (laughs) Same. Anyway, Sean visits Ellie at her co-op, which I'm like, how is that acceptable? I don't have
0: my partner visit me at work and caitlin left the room you know what i mean and yes. i don't even, like get out like-, <laughs> like
1: what um which i thought was like cute but like no like whatever i guess it just shows that she's kind of still young and tries to be with it right at the end of the day she's still under like 30 isn't she and they're
0: like 15 16
1: so she's only like twice yeah
0: it makes sense because everyone goes to her for relationship advice I don't um, know why, but there's been multiple people that have gone to her for relationship advice, so she they must be very close in age. <laughs> right. Mm. They're close in age. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Craig and Emma. Okay. Right? And both situations did not end up well for
0: either Craig or Emma. No. And she normally prefaces it with being like, I don't know much, and they still listen to her.
1: <laughs> Do not go to Caitlyn for advice. <laughs> anyway um sean invites ellie on a date to see an action movie and she excitedly accepts but she doesn't tell him what she has planned back with the great tens or the other great tens well sean's not a great ten but neither here nor there um they're hanging out at the dot when terry walks in with rick and didn't even tell them that he was coming Paige doesn't want to take rick in her parents car but spinner makes a valid point so let's give spinner his flowers But if we leave him behind, guaranteed, we leave her behind, too. And see, the problem is that they meant well, even though they didn't make Mm -hmm. great choices.
0: Yeah. I I saw a lot of comments when I was looking into this episode about how, like, Spinner redeemed himself this episode, which I think he did. But again, navigating off the fact that you've never dealt with these situations before, you're going to think that this is the best thing to do. Yeah.
1: (sighs) At the movie theater, now why the hell did Ellie bring Marco uninvited on her double date with Sean, Jay, and Alex, two self-proclaimed homophobes? Very true. Sean doesn't say anything to, like, dissent, but, and they go into the movie theater together, so I appreciate Sean's effort to
0: go with the flow, even though he's clearly not happy. Yeah. I also, like... Considering who Sean is and who he hangs around, I don't think that's a group. I don't think you should ever bring someone uninvited or not tell somebody. But no. that's not a group that you also, you know, that you would surprise also. Because I wouldn't want to hang out with Jay and Alex. No offense. So why do you think Marco would? Right. Like, why did you do that? And I appreciate
1: that Marco calls her out for it. He's like, why did you do, do that to me?
0: That's Hello? so true. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's go back to the meaty plot. So. <laughs> Where are they? Oh, the Great Tens, the other Great Tens, arrive to whatever destination and they're very excited for a great day. Ooh, is this an Emma free episode? I think it is. Wow. What do we do to deserve this?
0: That's okay. hilarious. So
1: they get they get to their destination and Rick sits on Paige's car and invites <laughs> Terry to sit next to him. And Paige starts doing that thing that People do when they're around someone who they don't particularly like. It's like just nitpicking. Even though mm-hmm. it's something that if Spinner had done it, you know she wouldn't have been upset.
0: She wouldn't have cared, right?
1: Like, no, you don't want someone sitting on your parents' hood. But again, if it had been Spinner, she would not care. She's just mad because it's him. Like, she yeah, literally this... would have just been like, "Spin, Whatever. I'm sorry. Why didn't Siri start talking to me? Girl, Who was, who asked for you? <laughs> She said spin. <laughs> she would have been like, spin, hun, can you not dent my parents' car with your butt, please? But it wasn't Spinner. It was Rick. Mm-hmm. And so instead, Paige says. Uh, Rick, I would rather you not dent my parents' van with your butt.
0: <laughs> it's Paige, so passive aggressive.
1: Paige is absolutely the type of friend who's like, who's like abusive partners hate because she doesn't keep her mouth shut. And she shouldn't. But like. She's that friend who's not going to be quiet about why she's upset and how much you suck. And they're probably going to want to separate their partner from you because you're so vocal mm. about it. Not saying that she's in
0: the wrong. But. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like Rick, yes. and But I can see how if it's not Rick and it's just someone that she doesn't like, it would probably be annoying because, again, she's very passive-aggressive and literally will make everyone... I feel like I would be uncomfortable in a setting like that because you're just being snarky to one person and I cringe at stuff like that, which is like it's so obvious, like just tell them how you feel at that point, you right, know just shut, just either shut
1: up or like go off
0: Right, but right.
1: all the like nitpicking, shut the fuck up <laughs> where are we? we're back at the movie theater Ellie, Sean, and Marco are laughing at the movie Ellie in the, minute, m- the middle with a bottle of pop, bowl of popcorn told you guys I can't read <laughs> When Sean and Marco's hands touch that they're trying to get Mark popcorn and Sean is visibly pissed. So the movie's not going well for Sean. Rick leaves Terry alone with Paige and Paige's like, hey, girl, let's come over for a game. And Terry's like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. And then Paige is like, well, do you want to come over to catch up that night? And Terry's like, oh, I'm good. So what? You've just forgiven creep boy for beating you up. Paige is not wrong for how she feels at all. Do you have any advice for how Paige should have handled this conversation differently?
0: Definitely. Um, my first thought is you should have had this conversation months ago. When the first incident happened and she broke up, she needed someone to make her realize how toxic it toxic it was. So it might have not gotten to this. It still is ultimately Terry's decision, but I think this conversation is overdue. And you're just doing it because now it's in your face. Yeah. So I literally would just be like i wouldn't even in like i just don't know i just wouldn't be able to invite her to talk later i would literally have to just be like can we have a moment you know what i mean
1: right i i mean we saw how Paige told miss Sauvey about ellie so mm. i think that would have been a good solution with
0: terry but That's here a we good are point. Yeah, I think I was wondering if she, and I think that's what I thought about, I thought, I was thinking of the Ellie storyline, I thought she had told the counselor about what had went on with Terry, but you're absolutely right, like, this was, she did it for Ellie, because that made sense, and in this situation, I think this also would have made sense if she couldn't talk to her, if she had already tried.
1: Right, but at the same time, we hear later, they thought they had it under control, and so does Terry, because she tells Paige he apologizes, and Paige is like, but of course he did, because that's literally what his type does, and it is. Rick mm-hmm. pops up from behind the car, and he comes out metaphorically swinging, but with his words. <laughs> so Paige and Rick go back and forth, and Paige is like, you know what, you little piece of shit, I'd rather be a backstabbing bitch than a psycho, which is wild to me. What's wild is that Jimmy and Spinner, neither one of them stepped in.
0: Right. And weren't they the backbone that were saying that they were going to do something to Rick if he came around again? Like,
1: he was so disrespectful with Paige and in her face. And just, it was not acceptable. Lost in the sauce, Terry tells Paige, you have no right to tell me what to do with my life. This is a moment that I am certain Paige would, or the character, regrets for the rest of, like, ever. If I'm such a bad friend, go after him. Whew. And that Terry does. Damn, girl, you out there. Rick is throwing a tantrum in the woods and Terry is trying to calm him down. They share a romantic moment and Terry's like, let's go back to the camp. We'll just ignore Paige because that's just who she is. And Rick is like, "Mm, no, do my feelings mean nothing to you? And you can tell he's starting to get unhinged again. He -hmm. screams in Terry's face despite her telling him that he was hurting her. And he ends up pushing her backwards. So then she hits her rock and she starts bleeding. Back at the camp, Paige is worried because Terry has not come back. Paige and Spinner go into the woods and find Rick standing next to Terry's bleeding body and she's unconscious. (sighs) So they called 911. It was a lot because I can't believe they showed it. Right. Right. And then later, they show I call them out for it because in like five episodes, maybe they show Terry's wound in the hospital. But I looked at the calendar and maybe this happened in like
0: Mm, when will we say this happened this is after accidents will happen right which was it was winter right right January February
1: it's just like there should be more healing from when this happens right to when we skip for like I looked at the timeline and I said okay well this episode is I looked at the calendar as happening in May so this happened back in March. Why is her cut still bloody? That doesn't make any sense. They didn't even but I'll... try. But we'll talk more about that when we get to that episode. Either way. <laughs> so they call 911 and in the next scene, Fairy Terry Fairy, <laughs> Fairy didn't die, but she's in the hospital. Spinner's in class, super pissed because he feels like the school is working to protect Rick. And he lashes out somewhat at Mr. Simpson who tries to basically prevent the class from getting off track. meanwhile at degrassi we find ellie and marco discussing the recent events with terry when sean shows up sean intentionally seats himself between ellie and marco and foxes marco out so marco's like i'm out but then now ellie's annoyed and so she leaves too ellie finds marco at the dot later she tells him i'm gonna dump sean because he's rude and marco says you took me on a double date to be a security blanket and sean's rude (laughs) read her Ellie finds Sean the next day to apologize for not being a great girlfriend and she explains that this is new to her. They kiss and make up. They're my favorite couple and I wish they had been in Endgame. Like, yeah. Look at them communicating, having a talk, working to be better. All right, back at our A plot. Paige and Spinner are at the hospital to visit Terry and deliver a card. But damn. I just realized that Terry lost. Or Terry's dad lost his wife, and now his daughter's in the hospital unconscious. Like that mm-hmm. man, give that man
0: a break. Right. And Terry's only friends right now are Spinner and Paige. Because why do we never see anybody else at that hospital?
1: Apparently, Ashley was too overwhelmed to go see her. And Ellie said, mm-hmm. "I didn't really know that girl. Dang girl, you gonna do her like that?"
0: I do remember Ellie saying that. <laughs> That's messed up. It's fitting though, because I guess you wouldn't visit someone i feel like she didn't know know. that well yeah yeah she's like that's ashley's friend and ashley
1: didn't go visit her because well when she did go visit her she was like dang that's gross and for what it's worth it was gross
0: but these kids so fickle i can't (laughs) (laughs)
1: who you telling? anyway so terry's still unconscious but he's hopeful that she'll pull through with medical treatment they're talking about it, and it becomes obvious to her dad that Spinner and Paige knew that Rick was abusive. When Paige argues that they thought it was under control, he snaps. You still think it's under control? Oof. Obviously, it's not okay for an adult to yell at them like this, but I think the purpose was to demonstrate that some issues are just beyond your control, and they should have told her dad or another adult who could have stepped in and supported it. Like, you cannot do everything. You're 15 and 16. If you mm-hmm. think your friend's being abused- you should tell someone, but they showed it really dramatically, so it didn't seem like an after-school special. So there you go, Linda Schuyler hitting it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, because again, these conversations with Terry or about Terry should have been had after the last relationship ended, just to like solidify the fact that it was toxic and she shouldn't do it again. Um, especially after they saw the bruise on her wrist and all that stuff. That's so true. Like this, like physical signs were there before she got into the hospital,
1: right. And I know that it's a really rushed plot. I think this would have been like a good background plot kind of thing to go on. Mm -hmm. But either way, and I think the fact that it's so rushed probably makes it a little less realistic. But at the end of the day, if you know your partner is being harmed by, or your friend is being harmed by their partner, that's not something that you can fix. No. Some things are beyond um, reform and... And or especially beyond your ability to reform. You're a 16, 15 year old child. There's nothing you're going to do to stop and protect your friend from getting abused. Right. So I like that line just for that purpose. After they visit the hospital, Paige tries to make out with Spinner and he gets really uncomfortable and suggests they don't take things further. And she gets pissed and she's like, you know what? You're the one who didn't let us leave Rick at the dot. And he's like, bitch, I'm not the one who told Terry to go off with him. Everybody blaming everybody and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, again, I said earlier, it's nobody's fault but Rick. Right. There's not really a script. Well, there is probably now. We, I think we do a lot. We don't do great but schools do a little bit better at recognizing that the people who are going to know when their friends are in trouble are the kids so at Mm -hmm. prepping the kids for these type of situation but they don't always facilitate that curriculum so it's out there the research is there they just have to do it
0: right
1: um but yeah but regardless they don't realize this and everybody feels guilty for their actions or inactions and the next day at school spinner sees rick with the absolute nerve like why are you at degrassi
0: why did they bring him there and leave him in a car with the door unlocked hello (laughs) so spinner's about to beat that
1: little bitch's ass when Paige stops him and rich's bitch ass mama shows up to defend her trifling ass son and i have a hard time just like what the hell do you even do in this situation if you have a parent and your child is abusive like that because like your child's not shit
0: yeah well, I noticed from that, too, is obviously he's very sheltered and babied at home, which is probably why he thinks he can get away with, like, raising his voice and stuff to women. Because his mom in that situation is very timid. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, is babying him as if he didn't deserve that. Like, I will throw you in the middle of the street and let them beat your ass if you do something like that. Like, right. like the least I know you people could have said was, like
1: can you stop because he's transferring? Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to be here he's leaving but then also why the hell did you let him bring his ass
0: back right if you were gonna pick things up for him why did he need to come with you you know what i mean like
1: but then i mean but also season four why does he ever go back to degrassi Mm, right yeah fuck his mama and it's so bad because like at the end of the day we know what happens and Mm -hmm. it's so it's such a complicated subject with how it goes and yes, okay, that's your son. But your son ain't shit. And I'm pretty sure, what's her face, Megan Thee Stallion has a song about that. And she says a line about, I'm going to fuck your mom up because she raised a little bitch.
0: Right. Because that's, that's what it is. Feel. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Because I know people, I know parents of sons that are literally like, if they ever put their hand on a woman, I will beat their ass take your side and leave them. You know what I mean? Like people have that like understanding with the sons that they raise these days.
1: But I feel like also at the same time, a lot of people will say that and don't understand the you know things what? that you do that enable that type of behavior. So you mm. say you stop at, you know, don't ever put your hands on another woman. I'll kick your ass. But you miss a lot of the things that you do that make that insinuate that a man's behavior or a boy's behavior is at the consequences of a woman's behavior. So like, mm. why is she dressed like that? You know, how, how could she not expect you to cat call her when she's out here dressed like a slut? You say things like that. You feel things like that and other types of, I guess, derivatives of those interactions. And then you say, but don't put your hand on a woman. Cause how dare you? And it's like, well, mm. you kind of implied that women can do things to elicit certain emotions in your son throughout so many other unrelated things and now you're drawing the line at this but you should have checked your behavior on that earlier shit too
0: that's a good point that makes sense and i think it also comes down to the fact that People, I guess people just don't want to believe that their child is capable of some stuff. So I could see people being on the flip side of just being like, I mean, I did not raise them like that. And you doing everything to like cape for them. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I could say that in Rick's like Rick's mom's perspective is just like, I would like I just he's misunderstood. Like, you don't get it because you'll do anything for the child that you birth. I get it. That's why I don't want kids.
1: (laughs) Right. And I mean, and feeling a little bit embarrassed as well. Right. I have a, a friend whose kid, who's two, bit somebody at school, and she was like, well, I don't understand why he learned it. And I'm like, girl, he's two. Like, right. I don't know. <laughs> two-year-olds are fucking weird. And sometimes out, they just right. someone. Like, my child bites me all the time. I She didn't learn it because I bit her. She just <laughs> bit me. And it was like, okay, girl, like, let's, let's get off of this behavior. But like, they're two, like you tell, you give me a 10 year old who's consistently biting their classmates and we have a problem. And I wonder how it's being reinforced, but a two year old bit their classmate. Is that not what they do?
0: Yeah. What else do they do?
1: So that's, I think, but to tie that back in, I think a little bit of it is embarrassment and blame Mm -hmm. and thinking like, if you go out and you do something like that, it must be my fault and so mm-hmm. in the case of a two year old no, but in the case of a sixteen year old first of all, I'm wondering how your husband treats you at home or how you Absolutely. treat them. and second of all, I'm wondering how you have enabled your son in other ways or and told him like and me because he's not just snippy with his partner, he's probably explosively angry with other stuff too Mhm,
0: that's a good point, yeah that's valid so, it
1: comes from somewhere
0: in conclusion rick's
1: mom raised a little bitch right so after that interaction where spinner almost beat up rick he's crying because he's embarrassed because that he allowed himself <laughs> to lose the his temper like that and Paige is like no you're different because you stopped they later go to visit terry and they still don't have an update on the extent of the damage to terry's body But her father apologizes to them for lashing out and they all acknowledge that they should have made different choices because he also missed some signs. The episode closes with Paige and Spinner overlooking something at Terry
0: and she is still unconscious in bed. Why, Why is this one episode? You're so right. Like there's so much more to it. Like this is one of those episodes where I wish they didn't get to that solution at the end. You know what I mean? right like it should have taken more time honestly y'all give the breakfast club episode a whole plot A very little plot B why did we not get more of plot A and less right. of plot B this time I mean
1: well I'm thinking we gotta I guess we'll, we'll give euphoria it's flowers because their partner abuse storyline and them grown ass adults took place over several
0: episodes no several episodes yep and so
1: that's where we missed it, but next series, y'all got us, right?
0: Right. Redeem yourselves.
1: Um, so, my moral, I tied on this earlier, touched on this earlier. Um. If you are a teen and you notice that your friend needs help, tell a trusted adult. That was their intent, I believe. I don't know what the hell to tell you what to do as an adult. Maybe someone right. should tell us.
0: Someone should let us know that's a good one yeah um the moral i pulled was pretty much to speak up and to have hard conversations um i think in both scenarios obviously like we said no one's fault but rick but again having those difficult conversations even if it was with terry's dad would have been helpful um and even for terry's dad like even him just probably checking in differently just because she was with somebody you know like maybe he could have noticed something different um not anybody's fault, but Rick, like we said before. And then I think the interesting thing I got out of Ellie's storyline was she mentioned how she never had a real relationship. And I forget that she dated Marco. So like that doesn't necessarily count. But based on the relationship that she has with her parents, I can see how it would be difficult for her to jump into one and feel comfortable and know what to do. Like healthfully. Very healthily. So. Yeah.
1: Do you just want to circle back and answer a question that I said earlier? Because of course I Googled it. Help is available. Speak with someone today. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Also, in order to help a friend who's in a toxic relationship, be a patient listener. Remind your friend that they deserve respect, honesty, and open communication. Help them see that abuse is never okay and that it's never their fault. There's actually a really long list. You can Google it too, but I didn't want to ask that question and not answer it. So
0: there we are. That's a good point. Help and resources are available, especially in this day and age where there's just so many mediums for it. So a Google search away is helpful. Oh, my God. My stomach is rumbling. (laughs) I ate dinner. I
1: had a HelloFresh meal. Um, Damn. I'm actually mad that I just kind of tagged them because I don't like doing free ads.
0: Right. Pay us. Everybody got a HelloFresh discount code. (laughs) But yes,
1: I did i did make one i was gonna say that i like them because they're really easy to cook and quick and i can make them in like 30 minutes so
0: funny because i've been looking into that so we'll talk off air because i've literally been looking into doing it
1: (laughs) yeah because i'm not gonna give you guys more free promo plus i'll look into it and i bet they're like ceo is a racist or something so (laughs) ain't that the case all the time (laughs) yes So don't want to give them too much clout. But that is what I had for dinner tonight. And it was really quick and easy. So I am not hungry. And it's great. Anyway, um, Just a reminder to you guys. If Degrassi changed your life. Send us an email. A clip. A video. Anything to let us know. Again, changed our lives. And we want to hear about how it changed your life.
0: Yes. Get those in. Because I want to know. We want to discuss it. Let's talk. Any other questions, comments, or concerns? Um... I don't think so. My last thing, I'll reiterate it if you made it all the way to the end. We will be taking a brief hiatus next week to spend time with ourselves and our families. And we'll be returning to your airwaves Thursday, January 5th with some new segments. So we will catch you in the new year. Thank you for listening.
1: Yay. All right. So first, next on Degrassi in two weeks. Craig's band, Downtown Sasquatch, goes up against Ashley's Hell Half and O'Fury for a chance to win a recording session. The battle of the band's quickly returns turns personal when Ashley writes an angry song about how Craig broke her heart. Meanwhile, Caitlin gets a crash course in parenting when she must care for Joey and Angie after he injures his back, with Angie constantly giving her a hard time. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot podcast and this year's podcast episodes. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, concerns, or a story about how Degrassi saved your life on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time in two weeks, whatever (laughs) it takes.